The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people, from Upsetnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Randomness. And I'm going to give a shout-out to the Bauman, because he's not here for this, but he thought of the idea, and I don't know what we're going to call this yet, but it's almost sort of a record roundtable, just in terms of we're going to talk about some records we like, why, whatever, why we dig them, anything else. And, Zach, uh, what, uh, we'll get to you in a minute. You don't really matter. Not usually, no. <laughs> we have David back. Hey, hey, how you doing? We have Greg. Hi. And we have the debut, the long-lasting debut of the great, the incredible, the Kratzman. Hello. <laughs> I, I didn't forget this time. <laughs> and it's surprising because we had daylight savings time. I'm surprised anybody's here. <laughs> but, Zach, you were talking about the appeal of the record, the physical yeah, record. Because right before we started recording you, because uh, Dave actually brought some albums, you know, because I kind of grew up at the you know vinyl had kind of moved away and it was more into the cassettes in the 80s wasn't there something cool about getting that record going home putting it on the turntable and sitting there and looking through you know the the sleeve the album artwork and like flipping through it because usually they were like a bifold it's like man you know and you look at it and you read the lyrics and you read the notes and listen to it and it gives you a better a different impression about the whole album that you're listening to rather than just putting it on and listening to it. Right. I mean, have you ever tried to roll a joint on a, on a CD? It's, it's impossible. <laughs> that, that's great that you said that because uh, one of the last times I was down to uh, uh, Heavy Metal Records in Webster, um, which Bob Stewie has uh, since passed on, um, but I remember many times going in there, going through his used vinyl, and pulling out a gatefold cover and opening up, and all these seeds and stems <laughs> just fall right out of there. That's funny. Uh, of course, then I start looking in the jacket, and, uh, <laughs> you know, for the good stuff. Maybe there's some more stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, if, if, you, if you're lucky enough to have, you know, the original things, like a lot of times the record sleeve inside would have all these promo pictures yeah. from that record sure. company. Yeah, yeah. And a so, lot. I've looked stuff. at those like lately when I get in my vinyl moods because I've got a whole bunch and you know turntables everything all that stuff's coming back big. Oh yeah, but, because so, it sounds great. Yeah, people because are it killing fucking themselves. Sounds great. That's all there is. You would get yeah. posters. You would get. But I have to tell a story, Todd. I got a a used Stephen Wolf album, so I pull out the record. Had there been cops, I would have gone to jail because it was just all buds. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, also, uh, remember, like, you know, some of those Alice Cooper records that weren't just, yeah, they were, they were you know, big double albums or that you'd open up, the but then the there was shit and... that would move. <laughs> there would stuff, you know, all kinds of construction of the, of the actual, you know, The one with the panties album. on it. Right, right. Who was, right. The, one that, oh, who was the one that actually stuff. had a zipper on it? And Velvet zip- Underground. Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stones. Stones. Yeah. 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 And the, the zipper bananas, went up sorry. and down. Like, that's cool. You know, you can't get that on a... You can't get that. You don't get that on a digital 
Kindle download, download right? You know? right? You know, it's like a pop-up book. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel that yeah. it give you a much more immediate connection to the artist. I think plus the little about, the, you know? the, the ELLW album we all had to get for two ninety in a gold circle because they did a little spaceship you could build in it. And then on the opposite <laughs> side, you could actually like cut out a little cardboard, you know, flexi disc from right. you know a magazine or a cereal box oh, even, yeah. and that would play on the turntable too, right? You know, yeah. low tech. Low tech survives. High tech becomes obsolescent and fades away. I, I still, I mm. still got a, a bunch of uh, those flexi discs that, that came with like uh, Guitar World magazine, right, right, right like right. Joe Satriani and you know stuff like that. Sure, yeah. Or there was a uh, fanzine out of England called Bucket Full of Brains. I think they're still around, actually. Oh wow, but, yeah. You know, Bucket Full of Brains would sometimes have a little flexi with I don't know, softbo- soft boys. CDs now. Mojo does CDs now, but they used to do it all the time. I used to get in the cereal boxes of cereal. You know, like I got a horror soundtrack right. from boxes of cereal. Oh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> so like you can't do that with, you know, you just get a coupon. It's like, oh, you can download this digitally. Yeah, but that's not cool. It's well, not- you know, I went to Target to buy some <laughs> stuff, and I'm wandering around the movie section, and all of a sudden I see they're selling turntables, and they're selling vinyl. Yeah, they had like yeah. 180 gram vinyl of the first Zeppelin, which I bought. <laughs> but what was but it, they like had fifty bucks because those one hundred eighty grams. Well, yeah, it's a little different. Now, it was twenty. Well, that's a bad. deal. That's a yeah. deal. Because that's what <laughs> we. I know. I probably all of you did the it same thing I great. did. You go to the record store. Hey, this looks cool. Cheap. I'm buying it. I mean, they only had like five or six albums, but I mean, they had. But still, it's the fact that they had albums. Yeah, in they're a target. starting to get into you know. Right. Well, the new uh, the new turntables and, and some big ones. You yeah, know? the new turntables have like a USB port. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can rip them. Garbage. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say, I actually, we have good. no definitions of categories here. I call, I call some albums. And I think David's taking some of my albums, so I'm not going to talk about them. Uh, Gateway drug, because you hear this album and it takes you <laughs> on this trip where you start digging new music. But then I have what I call. Say somebody comes to me for an artist that I really like, they don't know about. I say, you have to get this. And for me, the only thing I'll talk about is how much I love Tom Waits. And I tell anybody, get orphans. Get orphans. Because Tom Waits, some people, Todd, would you agree? It might. Some people, when they try to listen, it's like, oh, that voice. I can't take the voice. So I say, listen to Nighthawks at the Diner, get the earlier. But orphans is just such a collection of incredible Incredible shit. Yeah, oh, you you know how obsessed I am with that. I, I, I was luckily luckily working um, at the Bob Shop when the the vinyl box set came out, and actually that was the last year I got a tax return <laughs> <laughs> before I went independent contractor, and uh, so that that was my purchase for myself. And I still I forget the song, set. but I remember one song I heard and I said, man the best song Bruce Springsteen didn't write that was a Bruce Springsteen song. And then when he's doing the beat poetry on the second one, is it's Bastards, Brawlers, and Ballads, right? Yeah. And I just kept, I would just take this album and for months, it was all I listened to. I just played it over and over. Yeah. Hey, can I do a plug now? Sure. Mm. We're doing the Tom Waits tribute thing. Yeah, we are. You're involved in that. I am. So I'm doing What did you play? I was at the last one at Iron Smoke. I forgot what you played. The Lucinda. Off the orphans, yeah. and I'm doing a song off orphans. This you're not going to see time. what you're playing yet or anything. Or yeah, I'm doing uh, two nineteen. 
It's in December sometime. Like oh, I saw it advertised. Yeah, so His yeah, birthday's we'll, around. They'll be, be promoting fun, it. Oh, awesome. yeah. It will promo it and everything. Oh, and absolutely. But anybody want to, why don't we just roll down the thing? David, you want to start with some, talk about one. Talk about yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, because he actually, he was prepared. I actually brought, well, we, don't, we don't have a camera. It's here, show and tell. I do it just so I could look at it and remember which songs are on each one. But yeah, so it was tough to pick five. And, you know, I was telling, well, no, I was telling, oh, no, I was telling, I don't know who I was telling, maybe Andy. Some guy. In the break that you know i sold i don't know maybe like 10 crates mill crates full of records eight or nine years ago and just kept my digital copies and i only kept maybe i don't know maybe like 50 desert island discs that were you know the ones i just could never ever let go of but uh as i was trying to put together five last night i'm pulling them out and then i'm like oh oh i need this one now which one do i have to put back <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway so this is what i came up with i got uh, the flaming groovies super snaz <laughs> you know a lot of people know uh well not a lot of people know the flaming groovies anyway but you know most people who do know the flaming groovies know like teenage head um but uh Super Snaz is my favorite Groovies record because it's a real mix of some of the roots, uh, you know, rock and roll, uh, uh, pneumonia, and boogie woogie flu, right next to some of incredibly beautiful, pristine pop stuff that they put makes together. Makes no sense to me, you know? but sometimes I equate them with the Sadies for some reason, and I don't even know why. I think they have some they similar They have that roots, mix yeah. where the Sadies are all these different kinds of styles. So then I got, uh, I got Nick Lowe, Pure Pop for Now People, which is the American release of the Jesus of the Jesus of Cool, which, you know, the American companies <laughs> couldn't use that, um, couldn't use that title because we're American America. Right? Right. America. Uh, <laughs> and this is actually a record that now uh, the uh, Los Straight Jackets did instrumental versions of almost and, and, all of these oh, wow. songs. And they just played Cruel to Be Kind at the German House a couple weeks ago. Right, yeah. right. I was out of town. And so I they played, that, I saw them but, at the 12th. With Nick Lowe, and they what they did was they played back up to him, then they would play five songs. Right, I've seen some video play. of the tour that they're doing with him. And Greg always does a couple. Although, I know, if Greg's listening, i got to complain that they did not do my favorite song on this record called Tonight. Mm-hmm. So, I love Tonight. I think that uh, there may be some, uh, you know... Or, of course, the funniest Maybe some song, corrections that have to be made. The funniest the song that <laughs> shares the last name of a Greg I know, Marie Prevost. Be held Mary Prevost. Prevost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. which really happened, I guess she was the doggies' dinner. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, real that story. I think, I think that got exaggerated. But uh, the next record is MC5 back in the USA. You know, say no more. This is the record that probably you know more than anything else taught me how to play guitar. Uh, I know I like MC5. Love the MC5. Uh, and this was also uh, produced by John Landau, I think. Uh, yeah, produced by John Landau. Uh, so this was like 1970 before you got involved. That's something we can talk about stuff, for a bit. What do you think of that era, like mm-hmm. Slade, T Rex, MC5, all that stuff? All that. I, know, so I love you, that I stuff. wouldn't call it. Yeah, what would you call? It? I know Todd, you use the term cock rock more for like southern well, type of. Uh, no, no, I, I use uh, the, the yeah. cock rock for yeah. bands like. Um, yeah. Poison and Motley Crue <laughs> right, right, and right. Winger and yeah. you know sure. it's you know it's hair bands yeah it's all hair bands that you know sing about nothing but yep. getting some <laughs> um, now lo- now a little side note luckily I, I still remember this when I was a little kid and I'm listening to one of my records in the living room and it was the one time where my mom was like. Let me see that lyric sheet. (laughs) Thank goodness it was a Twisted Sister album. (laughs) Because they were not cock rock. 
They sang about standing up for yourself. They, you know, they, they about believing in yourself. We're not going to take it. Yeah. And we're not going to take it. Moving forward, you know, which is kind of you know uh, ironic, being that they're one of the big you know big bands that you know Tipper Gore and the PMRC yeah. went after, and it's like you got to go after all these other deuces here, right. you know. And here I've got my wasp animal fuck like a beast pig disc. Right. <laughs> There's some cock rock right there. I mean, yeah, but, the, but those companies probably made some backdoor contributions so that oh, they're yeah. all safe. Oh, right? sure. I mean, they did make the well, backdoor I had a funny one. My but I digress. Listen, my mom would listen to the album, but she couldn't understand the lyrics a lot of times, but she would hear the harmony and sing. So my mom's singing along with the song I'm playing. And she's, it was uh, Velvet Underground, Venus and Furs. Which is oh, about S and M singing yeah. along. She, didn't, she, she doesn't realize what the lyrics are about. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> if anybody who doesn't know, it's based on a classic yeah. book about S and M. Severin's a servant. It's like crack, you know, taste the whip and love not giving lightning. Wow! She didn't know. She well, was naive. <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, how many lyrics? I need your quote unquote love. You know, everything. Everything was about, like you said, everything was about getting something. You know, it's like demeaning women, and you know kind of a subtext there you know kind of <laughs> so i mean that was cool at the time but now you, it's harder to harder to do that oh, yeah, now, now you, you look back on it like jesus christ how did that get you made all, all these empowered women singers that you know you can't say nothing about nothing so <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing to talk That's about right. so we better keep going with other stuff agreed <laughs> record number four. Oh, okay and uh, we're gonna go around again for everything oh yeah up yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh uh this is my favorite kinks record face to face i think it's the best uh one of that era Never and seen a, fi- a copy in real life of that. Oh, well, here. Take a gander. You know? The the, uh, the back liner notes are kind of ridiculous and very... They're very English. And then uh, my last record I brought in, which was tough to pick, tough to pick, but I picked Strawberries for Pigs by the Damned uh, because... I guess what I was thinking was I wanted to only yeah. choose wow. albums that I would unhesitantly listen to from start to finish, both sides, one sitting, anytime, well, ever. Captain Sensible you know, scarred well, me for life, though, because I saw well, him at one what, show. Did he throw his underwear on your face? His pants <laughs> fell down, he kept singing. Because his pants fell down, he kept singing in his undies. Because he's a professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know who Captain <laughs> Sensible is, Zach. I he's, have no uh, idea, actually. I'm not going to lie. The Captain? Have you seen them? The Damned? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I saw the but reunion his pants show. Came down. I saw the reunion show in like 1990 that they had, and uh, they did. They came out two sets. The first set was with Brian James on guitar and the Captain on bass. Took a break, came back out, Captain on guitar, and they had Paul Gray on uh, bass, and it was unfucking believable. Being like a huge, and then I got to get to the end yeah. of this, but the at the end, at the very end of the you know encores and everything, the Captain's in his fucking tidy whities <laughs> He takes them, <laughs> he takes them off, he throws them out in the crowd where people actually did reach for him, actually did grab for him, and then he's just you know in all his glory up there, you know, thank you, good night. Uh, Hard to top that. <laughs> Kinks are one of my core dangling bands. I, I just oh. love the Kinks. David, why this album for the Kinks out of all their albums? Uh, well, uh, my favorite songs. You know, my favorite songs. Uh, uh, you know, every single song on this record is a fucking classic. Uh, and again, this is kind of the stuff that really I was learning to play guitar. And this was what I learned. You know, a lot of stuff I learned to play. You know, uh, Sunny Afternoon, Rosie, Please Come Home. Too much on my mind. Session man, 
It's uh, just incredible stuff. Incredible it, stuff. I love sunny afternoons. I mean, it's tough to pick this over yeah. over Village, Village Green. Green. Right? I love Village Green. I guess I could have gone either way, that's but it, you know, you know, it's uh, you probably it's, it's you could have gone pick. either way, but you went with a more obscure record, yeah, just like any of us would. Think about sunny afternoon. Ray managed to get take a guy who's basically a twit and make him seem likable. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells a story. He's so English, so great, and and the voice within that is like, so, yeah. So uh, she went home telling tales of drunkenness and cruelty. Now I'm sitting here with my ice cold beer. Tax <laughs> <laughs> man's taken all my dough. Left me, Greg. What? Save them for my singing. <laughs> what uh, influences? I know albums. Whatever you want. Yeah. To do. Well, I mean, I I started out obviously. You know, I mean, late sixties. So I remember one of my first records I picked up was the first Vanilla Fudge record, and yeah. I think I bought it at a grocery store. You know, back when you were mentioning Gold Circle, you know, it's like you could buy albums at department stores and like, you know, they were three bucks. Or so. so I picked up this Vanilla Fudge album and I was hooked. I mean, I bought, ended up getting all those and being a big fan of that whole trippy, used to play them in high school bands and stuff like that. And those are hard cost songs to cover. But then I got into like the more harder rock, the, you know, Deep Purple and stuff like that. But it, it, it all, a lot of it changed when I got went to college and I started getting more into like Jean Luc Ponty and the pro- progressive, you know, whatever you call it there, jazz rock stuff. Mm, yeah. And I, I mean, I like that stuff, that, you know. And little by little, I just started getting into other things. Then I bought some like jazz stuff at the college bookstore. And, oh, this looks interesting. And you know, Art Tatum and stuff like that. And I started Have you read Carmen all Apis's kinds book? of influences. Huh? Have you ever read Carmen Apis's book? No, I mean, wow. I saw... Wow! I, 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 time to play. <laughs> yeah, he, I saw... I went to his clinic at House Guitars a couple weeks ago. It was really good. Yeah, it was... It was in King Cobra. Was it uh, Vinny or in Carmen? It was him. Gives yeah. him. Blue Murder. I saw King them open Cobra. for Kiss of all things. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? That was at the War Memorial. Is that one of their first unmasked tours? I think it was Animalize, maybe. Because Queensryche opened up for them once. They, they still had their makeup on. Oh. And animal, and... No, wait. No, they didn't. They had actually, for Creatures of the Night, Night Ranger opened. They cut the War Memorial in half, and it was Paul Stanley's birthday. And I guess they oh, wow. canceled the tour after that a little while. <laughs> oh, wow. I like for Kiss, my view, I think it's the first three albums, basically. Oh, yeah. First three Letter albums Street. are rock albums. The rest are just merchandising. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I, I mean, I've had this argument. I've run into plenty plenty of people that hate Kiss. And I understand it. They're, you know, they're, they they got this real campy view of them and everything. But, yeah, those those first three albums, the self-titled uh, Hotter Than Hell <laughs> and Dress to Kill. Um, especially, I, I especially love Dress to Kill. It's a dark dark rock album. And I have a I have a variant of the first album because I have Love Theme from Kiss on the, to the Kissing Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love Theme from Kiss. But then I think, again, all I think of is Nothing to Lose. It's like a song about butt sex. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it is. But the first three, people don't, <laughs> because they got all cartoony. They got all cartoony. Yeah. Kiss Pieces of Phantom. Well, and you forget they were a rock band and I know they wanted to sound, to sound like Slade, have that kind of vibe of the day. Yeah, well, the glam rock thing. I I was big on that. I really liked that stuff. I I liked the look. I thought it was cool. I I liked I liked the '80s stuff because you know bands didn't look like they crawled out of a dumpster. You know they were dressed up and you know they did their hair. I mean I'm in I'm into that kind of stuff. At least you know 
There is, there is I, one of my favorite quotes from uh, Decline of the Western Civilization Part 2 is um, Lemmy is being interviewed. And the um, uh, I think it's Sherry who did the movie. I might have her name wrong. Um, you know, asked him, said, Lemmy, you know, what do you think about all these, you know, new bands that are coming out, you know, you know, with all the hairspray Busy. and the makeup and everything like that. And he, and he goes... Makes them look pretty. <laughs> I wish I was. Yeah. I remember in typical things, Lemmy. The fashion. one thing yeah. I remember from that movie was the guy from Wasp. Was it Chris Holmes with the mom oh with the bottle God. of vodka? Yeah, and the he, mom's watching him. He's like he's floating in the pool. Right? Yeah, he's floating yeah, in the pool. He's drinking enough yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. And mom is basically standing there to make sure he doesn't die. Yeah, right. right. And then I remember Ozzy. Well, I quit drinking. You feel any better? No. No. His hands are shaking while he's like, making it. I feel fucking awful. Yeah, right. Speaking of quitting drinking, when Lemmy said he quit drinking, he just cut from uh, whiskey to vodka. <laughs> <laughs> he, lightened, yeah. he lightened it up. He went clear. <laughs> <laughs> what was those carbs that were killing him? Yeah. yeah. Good old Hawk. Damn Actually, hard. I love the head cat, one of Lemmy's side yeah. projects. Yeah, it's I a rockabilly heard. band, Slim Jim Phantom, and... Oh, I have that. He does... Um. I have that album. Yeah, I forget the I third do too. guy. That's why we're random here. We just we can't get it, so we can look it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Slim Jim Phantom and uh, what the hell is the name of that album? No, I have. There's two of them. He put two albums out. And and oh, probably man. a half a dozen bootlegs yeah. out there. I got a Stray Cats VHS from Japan. That's really good. Alive. It's oh wow! Really good. <laughs> Because Lemmy was in, what was it, was it the Bishops or something, years, way before Hawkwind, I think he was in. Well, so. I'm embarrassed to say, I, I just recently learned that he was in Hawkwind. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought my first Hawkwind record. Well, see, that's why there's, there's always go. something new. And I was, it's like, no. Greg, since we have more, like, rock, if I came up to you and asked you, like, in terms of those prog rock things, if I had to pick an album to, like, sort of, like, get, what would you say? Demonstrate something? it? Yeah. Wow. Could be anything. It doesn't have to be. I don't know. Perfect. Probably some of the early Chick Korea stuff. Return to the Seventh Galaxy and uh, Mad Hatter, stuff like that. Or, like I said, Jean-Luc Pani was kind of a good, because it was the violin, and it was like, it, it was different, you know? Sort of like Dread Zeppelin, which is, uh, if anybody's heard of Dread Zeppelin, yeah. Dread Zeppelin is, I saw them at Backstreet's. What it was, was Led Zeppelin done reggae with Elvis, a person named Tort Elvis singing like Elvis to reggae beat Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. I saw them at Club yeah. X. The whole thing out everybody there. And then yeah. like, because I know something happened where I got like a, a new one that he had remixes. I thought it was terrible. And there's a Rockabilly Back in Black or ACDC around too. There's a, if you listen, there's, it's out there. There was there's one band play, that does it. played at a local bar, I didn't see, it was called The Man in Black Sabbath, where they were doing Johnny Cash to Black Sabbath songs. Oh, have you guys heard of the new Piccadillys? I've no. heard of them. It's unbefucking leavable. <laughs> it's you have. I've seen the future of rock and roll, and it's in the past. So the new Piccadillys, uh, they look like 1963 Beatles. Okay, they sound like that, and then they're covering like Ramon songs. So, oh, wow. Judy is a punk. You know, it's great. See, I'm a fan of. That cross genre shit. Like the first exposure I ever had to it was Richard Cheese. Oh my god! <laughs> was it Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine? Was his band? Yes. And whoever doesn't know Richard Cheese, he does Vegas. <laughs> he does Las Vegas style lounge singer covers of oh, wow. the most ridiculous songs. Oh, like, actually, Pauline got me Misfits done as soap as uh, champagne music. Is he like yeah. There's an album the Misfits done as like show champagne. But, like music? the one he does a. Uh, 
prodigies like smack my bitch up. <laughs> yes, it's, I've heard that. He is, and he's a good lounge singer. I like that almost. But it's so weird. So it I was thinking it. like our friend Dave and like for the Dead Milkman. There was one of my bands, but they, they, oh, they, the I'm not going to say the title. I think they have the most politically incorrect title I've ever heard. It involves a zoo. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that album as one of my Go most influ- influ- influential albums. Um, I remember, I, my parents sent me to a summer camp in Penyon, and I was hanging out with this girl, and it was awesome. And she gave me a tape, and on one side of the tape was the first Violent Femmes album, and on the other side was Dead Milkman. Big lizard in my backyard. <laughs> now and now you're 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 speaking of the song. You know, I got a boring day, got nothing yeah. to do except yeah. take a load of retards and dive in the zoo. <laughs> Thanks okay. you said it, dude. <laughs> well, I think there's a, I think there's actually an equally bad song on that album, yeah. if not worse. You can say it out here. Yeah, um, you're not, you're violence not. rules. Guns are cool, and we've got guns in our school. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I don't like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats, but not well, yeah. And, but you see, the, 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 it, it was great that you brought this album up because I, I think about it, and this was like this this was this one of the first punk albums I ever had, and it told me that you can do anything. Well, you I, can do absolutely anything. You can say absolutely anything, and you don't necessarily have to make sense. You just have to be confident. Well, I brought it up because I almost died of alcohol poisoning at one of their concerts when I was in college. Because literally, our, my roommate was the bartender. I quit counting after the eighth pitcher of beer. Yikes. And pitcher. I ended up waking up in my dorm, like pretty much blue. <laughs> Success. Like, <laughs> you woke up. Oh, right. no, you can, that's the, what are the rules? It's like for this show, for music, there should be no rules. Right. Have fun. Do what you want to say. Yeah. Just yourself. like with comedy. Because I dealt with like people in high school and stuff. You have people with bugs up their asses. They don't realize, kids. You need out, you know, an outlet for everything. You had a crappy day. You go rock. Right. Right. You know, I never heard anybody. All the shows I went to, I, we had parents. You know, my parents were very good about that. I'd go see Ozzy Black Sabbath or somebody. Oh, we went. We're going. We're Catholic. We're not going to go see them. They're evil. I'm like. I just, okay, you're missing out. You know yeah, you're, you're missing out. I mean, there's a lot of the camaraderie, too. You're going to an event with other people, and then there's, so, there's the socialization part, and there's just, the, like you say, the, you know, the, the kind of like the big, it's like a big exhale. You know, you have some fun, the resistors. And you get rid of the My stress. My friend was and, a, yeah. friends of a band called The Resistors. They had songs like Rubbery Rosie, The Sex Doll. You only <laughs> want to read me when you see me. Everybody's moshing and all over. Everybody's having fun. I like that title. You know, what's wrong <laughs> with that, you know? <laughs> So picking up on what Todd was saying about tapes, you used to take your your albums, you would tape songs, you'd make a mixtape, yeah, right. you'd put together a mixtape for a person, you would hand that mixtape to that person, yeah, and you would be able to look them in the face and say, "Hey, I made this." Yeah, video. and hey, like you would write you. it on there, like rock mix number three or yeah. something. Right, right, right. And you so, know, and that's a lost what art is of the, the What is the equivalent yeah. today? You make like some Spotify playlist. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, you do a podcast. Yeah, who's, yeah. Who's, who, who's listening to it? Who's who's coming back the next day and saying, "Hey, man, thanks, <coughs> I really dug that." Well, what right? got yeah. me is remember back in the day, we're old. So back in the day, which brings us the Guardians this, of the these Galaxy. Kids the these days, but there was a you had to find the stuff. It wasn't like you could just go online now. You would have to find that friend or somebody you knew who could turn you on, and you would find it. And I was lucky because my brother was in a band locally. 
and then you would dig that, find a store, and then some person, hey, dude, have you heard this? Then you would make each other tapes. Like, I remember making a tape with the Kinks, the Smithereens, giving it to a friend. He gives me a tape. Right. Now, right. I, I, I'm thinking we're Rocky all, all... Rocky Erickson, actually. I think we're all, you know, old enough, too, that I think... I'm, I'm guessing that all of us, at some point, making a mixtape, it was setting a tape recorder in front of the speaker yeah. of what you're playing yep. the record on yes. because you didn't have a dual cassette yes. deck or maybe yeah. you didn't even have yes. a cassette deck hooked yeah. up to your record player. Um, I, I remember having tons of those. And then not to mention, I uh, like um, back when uh, John Schoen had his uh, Metal Mayhem show on, I think it was BER or ITR, and it was around the same time that uh, Metallic Overdrive oh. was on WGMC. And I used to just have tapes and tapes and tapes of just those shows. Yeah. And there's certain yeah. ones I'd keep. Like John Schoen did one where it, he did a whole show of cover songs. And it'd be, and you would, you'd love this stuff, Zach. Um, like this, this old kind of doomy metal band called Dresden doing Sounds of Silence. Oh, I've heard it, I've heard it, I've heard it. Yeah. I used to record, like, the King Biscuit Flower Hours and stuff like that. Yeah. Remember Rockline? Then I listened to Dr. Demento. Yeah. Dr. Demento. He's got a new album out. Oh, he does? Yeah, um, within the last year... um, it's it's a new compilation. It's and he's actually it's actually out on record. It's like a double record. Um, it's a bunch. It's it's you it, got a you got a producer that brought a bunch of people in. Like I I know uh, like Joan Jett's got a track on there basically because he had contact with her. She had already recorded this song, but it never made it on any of her albums. So she's like, yeah, you can use it. But then they've got some more obscure people like doing a cover of like fish heads or doing a cover of the old uh, shaving cream. But the best, <laughs> the best track on the whole album is Brack. <laughs> singing institutionalized by suicidal tendencies. <laughs> Have you seen like those ones with the cartoon things with the pot with the remotes do the Spider Man? They Brack do the Spider Man yeah, theme. Brack. No, oh, like they funny. do all the like the cartoon themes. Like the Ramones do the theme from Spider Man. Oh yeah, the the, yeah. the Saturday morning. Yeah, those yeah. were really cool. Those are fun. I like those too. But then there's the other ones where, like, I do try to still. I've always tried to say, like, hey, "Dude, you want to try something?" And I would give like Rocky Erickson things out or Gun Club. And one of the ones I was going to bring up, if there's some like bands you don't think people have heard of, you wish you did. And one of the ones I've refound is the Morels with Shake and Push. Don't they're, know it. They're a rockabilly. You would love them. I've never and they do her kind of guy. Actually, Todd Bradley, one of the solo shows, did them. Because I think the High Risers, the Essentials, actually opened for them back at Jazzberry's years ago. Oh. And they're like, they think they were the, they were like the Skeletons and the Morels. But the, the, it's her kind of guy. But it's like very rockabilly, very roots. Hmm. It's called so, Shake and Push. Um, the Morels. Yeah, you like them a lot. The other day I was listening to a bunch of vinyl because I just was puttering around the yard and it was a nice day still. So I had some speakers. I have speakers in my back window. So I go out in the yard and I terrorize the neighborhood, light a fire and have a beer, right? <laughs> so I put on uh, Elton John, Honky Chateau. And I never I never realized how goddamn funky that record really is. This is the best album, <clears throat> in my opinion. There's so many great grooves, and it's still kind of basically the four-piece you know, thing, or three-piece, whatever it is, him and the, just the two backup guys, you know? But it's like... They're just the grooves are crazy. It's just incredible, and I just like. I'm like well, I will wow, say you know? when I lived in Washington, one of my coworkers wanted to see Elton John at the Cap Center, 
and I, it's not my kind of music I'm thinking. So I'll go with him. He really wants to go. I have to say, he's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. I was going to say, my mom is a huge fan of Elton John. She's seen him in concert a lot. She go out, she'll go out to Vegas to see him. Swiped a pink, one of the big pink balloons that no. was on the stage. But since you brought up the compilation albums, one of my favorite things ever is soundtracks. I love oh. getting oh, yeah. like soundtracks. I like I'll go to a record store and just peruse them, and it's like, oh, cool! Like they got the summer school soundtrack, and those are pretty big right now. Yeah, they got I'm, they got huge again. Yeah, like I'm I am so surprised, you know, because when I scroll on my you know <laughs> Instagram search on my phone, you know, basically what comes up is boutique guitars and vinyl porn. You know, yeah. just yeah. really cool records that people are posting. And I see so many soundtracks now. Like, yeah. I mean, of obscure, like, new represses of really obscure movies. I have what, Up Beverly the Hills Academy. Cop. <laughs> Up the Academy's one, yeah. the old man movie, Up the Academy. I think Mike's played that whole lot of Shaking Us awesome with the songs from there. Yeah, I, I got the Beverly Hills Cop one. I actually yeah. have an original pressing, not a reprint, of uh, the soundtrack for the movie Rad. Oh, it's my an God. Old BMX movie. Yeah. And the one song on there that I, I just love, they have the Send Me an Angel on there. Oh, and that's by... Yeah, but that soundtrack... That Send Me an Angel. Yeah, right that one. Send Me an Angel. Exactly. And it's so... And that movie, I've seen the movie because I can't remember. Somebody had a bootleg VHS of it. I think it was my cousin. And we watched it. I'm like, dude, this is... It's kind of cool. You're like, this is rad. Yeah. And then, so I do have, I think it's the German import of of rad. I I, I was at a garage sale, and I, I, I bought three soundtracks at the same time. Um, every Which Way But Loose, Any Which Way You Can, and the best, Paint Your Wagon. All right. Oh, right. Marvin and Clint. Man, I remember, I, I know we're talking about music, but I, I remember... Being homesick one time, and Paint Your Wagon came on, and I'm like, oh, Clint Eastwood, and, you know, these other people I know. Um, I think Sam Elliott's in that. Um, Lee, Mar- yeah, Lee, Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin, that's right. I always yeah. get the two mixed up. Lee Marvin's they, they in They kind of look alike and sound yeah. like. But, and I start watching it, and I'm like, like right away, you know, there's a, a Mormon coming into town with his with his three wives, and he's running low on cash, and he needs to sell one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like the and, then, and then they start singing. Yeah, and right. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. I love it. <laughs> and that was like the Simpsons thing when they watch it. It's like, paint your wagon. I bet it's with blood. And then yeah. Clint starts singing like, Dad, what is this? No, don't worry. Here comes Lee Marvin. He's always drunk and angry. <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones for me for soundtracks that just got me to another type of music was they used to have USA Night Flight, and you would have the late late movies and again you couldn't get these all over but you'd watch night flight then they'd have like a rock and roll movie and actually on stone road too at the cinema they would have the midnight shows they would have like weird movies but then they'd have rock and roll movies and i saw the harder they come oh yeah. and i got the soundtrack and i fell in love with all that's when i started going down the other paths for reggae bob marley peter tosh burning spear jimmy cliff when i was in eighth grade i was at a uh, one of my my schools had a bazaar or something like, you know, to raise money or something. So they had a spin the wheel thing. So I won, and I'm like, they had records up there, and I'm looking. You know, I don't know anything about. At that point, I'm like, so I picked this one because the guys had leather jackets, 
Turns out it was the Savage Young Beatles album, which I oh. still have it. It's a, it's a mess. It's not worth anything because it's all scratched up. But just listening to that, what what they did and where they came from on that album. Wow. Like there's instrumentals. There's I think there's a couple of those Tony Sheridan things on there. It's like and my, my Bonnie set on that. Give me some insurance and Ruby Yaya and a couple other things, but it's some a, of the stuff it's on the a, anthology. It's a great album if you ever get a chance to listen to it. I mean, it doesn't sound like them at all. It just sounds like they're. Well, remember, a they wanted to be Buddy or, Holly when they you know. started out, so a lot of that's you know that's what yeah. they really were aiming for. Everly but, Brothers, yeah, yeah, and the Everly, the, Bro- the Everly Brothers harmonies were their blueprint. I found a Righteous Brothers album at a Salvation Army, and I listened to them. I was like, holy crap. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll add something to the Everly Brothers comment. Um, a few years back, what was uh, uh, Billy Joel from Green Day and Nora Jones got together and did a whole album of Everly Brothers songs. Cool. And it's spectacular. The stuff is great. Yeah, well, I bet it would be. I always thought the Bodines were kind of like a modern yeah. Everly Brothers. They strike me that way. I, I'm a big fan of the Bodines. The Bodines. Yeah. I saw the Bodines play a basement party here in Boston a long, long time ago. It was the basement. Wow. I mean, looking back on it now, if there had ever been a fire, we would have all died. The basement was... It wasn't you know, great white, so you were saying. You know, maybe oh. it was like twice the size of this room here. It was probably 100 people jammed into the place, and it was amazing. Well, I saw a fire at a War Memorial concert once. I can't remember the band, but I'm looking up. There's something on top on fire. <laughs> Nothing wow. happened. This is a little off topic. Does but... it here? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I was... Uh... I don't write eight, I guess. I'm always trolling through the movies and because you never know what you're going <laughs> to find always in, in, in these cutout bins, right? So I found this Midnight Special compilation that they took a bunch of acts from the Midnight Special <laughs> oh, yeah. show and put them on a DVD. Oh. And I'm, I put it on, and they got some of the Wolfman Jack shit on there. But Love Wolfman. Uh, Hold Your Head Up by Argent. They did that. Harry Chapin was on there, what is doing that one, one song, and he had the cellist, and he had, and it was all live, and it was like there was no verb, there was no, I mean, it was live. Yeah, it was these bands the playing Records, that stuff. The Ketel Records, yeah. oh yeah, I got a couple of those Credence. I got a Credence one, and a WBBF had a Super Hits. Oh, yeah, oh my God, I, WBBF I had their own Super those. Hits. Yeah, about like it. Columbia House Records, like for yeah. any, oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, those tape, those tape clubs and those record clubs they yeah. had. There's still I, people whose credit is ruined because of yeah. I, I uh, And I remember when I got the thing in the mail saying, hey, if you sign your friend up, we'll give you another five free tapes. Yeah. So I, I signed my best friend, and, and strangely enough, he's still my best friend, my buddy Aaron Bear. Now, uh, Aaron Aaron Bear, ever since... Uh, you know, he had he was got his adult teeth in the front. Um, had very he was very well endowed in the front teeth department, and so I signed up my buddy Aaron Bear, but I didn't write his name on it. I wrote Buck E Bear. <laughs> oh my god! So still to this day, he knows when he gets mail, whether it's junkin' mail or not, when it says Buck E Bear. Like we're talking thirty years yeah. later. <laughs> And he's still getting mail That's that great. says Buck. His parents are still getting mail that says Bucky Bear. That's awesome. So, I yeah, I remember that. Columbia House. I actually popped. I remember I saw this one band called Beatallica. It was like a Beatles Beatallica. Oh, my God. Wow. It was like, like saw it in archive. Time. You learn a lot coming here. Trust me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
It's like cool if you would form like a like you think. Suppose we formed an amalgamation band of a couple bands. What would we do? Like Lady Gaga and the Ramones, maybe. <laughs> so, well, Lady Gaga would have to be involved just because of how damn good she is. I, I would have to agree. I don't. I don't. I don't dig her music, but. She's talented. You could say somebody's talented. talented. She's the real you know, deal, man. She can write, play, and sing. I mean, her thing songs, that she you know. did with Tony Bennett yeah. blew oh. my damn mind. Oh, that's yeah, great. That was great. Blew my mind. I got that. Um, that I need to get that. When I when I uh, like I was I was listening. I was at, I was on a job site and and someone had like the Howard Stern show on and she, uh, Lady Gaga was on and she she did a couple of her songs just her and the piano. Yeah. And I just went and that that's. Yeah, That's when the, the switch went off. I'm like, yeah. wow. Do you yeah, notice yeah, so something shit. about everybody on here? The nobody's like pigeonholed into one genre. If it's yeah. good, we like it. Yeah. And I have, of course, I have something that's not good. And you know my thing, Todd. Every year, my little guilty pleasure for the Christmas album. And you're yeah. so right about Chris Isaac. Oh, is that that is the best yes. best Christmas album I've I've heard in a long time. Love Chris Isaac. But I've got like from yeah. Jethro Tull to that. <laughs> well, just so you know. Um, it uh it um for uh, record store day uh this year Black Friday um they got an Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas picture disc. No, I know so Which, If you remember last year when they put it out, the soundtrack yeah. for the first time ever, not just for the first time on vinyl. Yeah, it was it, ever. It disappeared. Yeah. And that you you can't you can't get the record for under. I know bucks the now. show they hit it at Love and Cup. They sold out. Yeah. Like in two seconds. Yeah, I. Oh, I hope they do that again this My year. My record last year was the old 97's Christmas album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. Well, and why is that? <laughs> you just don't like them. That's yeah, I just don't like, like them. Like I don't like the sound of the guy's voice. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> That's good, though. But it is funny, because sometimes people think that, you know, oh, you you like punk rock, so then you're going to like every punk rock. But, right. you know. You don't no, have to. No, Just because, because you like a genre doesn't mean you have to adore it, everybody in exactly. it. Exactly. So, you you know, I know you play, like, kind of rockabilly-influenced yeah. music, right? Yeah. right? But, yeah, the old 97s. Just well, I'll bring up you, one right? of my own. Yeah. I love the Super Suckers, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like any, speak any solo stuff that much, though. Yeah, his um, I, I I've got the picture disc of old number two hanging in my uh, bathroom. Uh, the one with the, uh, the girl for the toilet. Yeah, it's his wife. Yeah, his wife <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and that's a, and actually, the Christmas album. I don't know what made me think of this. Another one of my weird styles doing music is a group called Gregorian. Don't know. It's they do like Gregorian monk style chanting, but they do covers of songs. Oh. They do the. They did Green Day, they did Send Me an Angel, they did uh, everything. And it's just like that real haunting monk chanting, but they're singing actual songs. The original doom metal. It's like, damn, that was... And they put out a Christmas album. Oh, my God. And like, oh, my... It is... It's ridiculous. Do they do, do like, cheery Christmas songs that just sound depressing? Yeah, it just... Everything sounds so depressing. Oh, sounds great. Oh, yeah. They have, like, eight or nine albums. Oh, no. It's like the Masters of Chant, I think, is the series. I'm going down a rabbit hole later. (laughs) The one I got was Rob Halford's Christmas album. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, never knew. I just... I can't help it. It's a weird compulsion. (laughs) I have to get them every year. Yeah, Rob Helford did one. I found a CD of all the Simpsons songs from all the shows. They put a bunch of them together and put it on a disc. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That, was, was oh, that, that yeah. is pretty cool. <laughs> I, one of the compilations I have is all the James Bond 
title song. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I That's got a cool. couple of them. Um, I uh, I've I've never really been a fan of compilations. I like you know I like getting an album by a band, mm-hmm. especially an, an album by a band. You know, like like you were talking about about the the albums you picked are you know those albums that you just can't help but to listen front to back when when you put the needle down. Right. Um, but I got to say, I I just got a couple compilations in the mail. Um, uh, a company called Trailer Park Records, um, and I got this one. Uh, it, it, it's Twisted Tales of of the Trucker, mm. and it's all these old. 50s and 60s 45s you know of trucking songs and when i get you know and i get and it's it's oh my god every single song is out of this world and to boot one of the last songs on side b is gear busting sort of a feller which i thought was a todd bradley original and yeah. no and it, i mean it's a little campier on the record because they got a little like every time he's like gear busting sort of a feller you hear like boing <laughs> you know like there's, there's a little one, campy have sound you ever effect. heard whiskey daredevil's trucker bomb oh yeah do you know what that is even though it don't no, you know what it is you know what it is it's when you're trucking and you gotta take a whiz real bad, so you can't stop. So you pee in a bottle and throw it off the side of the road. Uh. So I got one of my buddies to go see Whiskey Daredevils, and he said he calls me up the next. He goes, "Dude, I was driving down the three-way Torridori. I saw a trucker bomb on the side of the road." <laughs> if these wheels ain't turning, I ain't earning. That's right. But I have something. He goes, similar. "What? If I drink this coffee mug, I'm gonna fill up this there jug." I think I have a red Bombs so- away. I- I'm making up some time. I think I have a red Soulvine <laughs> album that's got it's like a trucker song thing on it but i always thought there was a todd song see i didn't know that yeah me too yeah yeah i totally did and well i mean it's just like i got this uh in fact someone brought this up at the the gig i played last night uh he brought up this uh the band hillbilly moon explosion which is a great uh you know a european um a, a european rockabilly outfit and i just i just happened to get one of their records because i i was ordering a bunch of like rockabilly records from spain because you can't get them in the u.s um so this is one of the and i'm listening to it i'm like man it sounds like greg's guitar tone and then the next song comes on i'm like man this sounds like a greg townsend song <laughs> so i start looking at the no- liner notes and i start See, peeling the liner notes it I tells start, everything yeah i start peeling back the layers and not only was i right that greg townsend played guitar on this album and that he wrote that song that sounded like a greg townsend song but he produced the fucking <laughs> album See, i mean what, and you wouldn't know it because greg uh, won't tell you what, what act was this um hillbilly moon explosion the liner notes. The I just heard because Google. he told me yeah. one time he was going to do some. I was going to ask another thing. Live albums. Thoughts? Like any favorites? Well, I like Live some of at the, Leeds the, is the one for me. That's sure, sure. Probably down. probably the best one. The uh, undoctored ones, you know, because after a while they just started doing stuff in post-production. Like, oh, yeah. I remember the first Grand Funk Live. I had to buy like freaking five copies of that. I wore the hell of it. I wore them all out. I, I've heard <laughs> wow. a couple where they cut out and it's like, okay, you're just recording this. But then right. I was reading an article about Oh, yeah, like they, some of those bootlegs that yeah. uh, Bob Stewie used to have yeah. at, at Heavy Metal. And, yeah, some of I, them were great and some of them oh, were Oh, I had really a Dylan bad. bootleg that was unlistenable. It was so bad. Yeah. I got to say, uh, um, I, I, someone someone asked this same question about um, favorite live albums on, on Facebook uh, this past week. And uh, I'll just repeat my answer on there. Um, either Fu Manchu, Go For It Live, 
Don't like any of their studio albums, but that live album, front to back, back to front, is a is is a piece of art. And the other one is a much more recent. And you you talk about undoctored, yeah. you know, albums. This has all the banter in between. It's Dale Watson live at Chicken Shit Bingo. Wow, <laughs> he's even got he even do, the band and them even do their own Lone Star beer commercials. Like a song will end, they'll be like two, three, four, da 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 da. He goes Lone Star, the only beer that will create brain cells, and you know, and they go through all these kind of you know sort of they sound ad lib, but you know they've been working on it because it's it's perfect, but it's. And it's got, it even has all the conversations with the contestants for Chicken Shit Bingo that win. And then he's like, let's make a deal. You can trade the money you just won and trade it for the money that's in any of my pockets. You know, and, and, and you know, and the guy's charming and witty and, you know, and, and a great performer. So that that would be my live pick. I always like think of that story Hayes Carl told about how he started in that bar in Galveston. And what was it special on Wednesday nights? Four dollar wings and Hayes Carl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that that's the lead up story for uh, I got a gig. That's funny. Though. And I I saw him. He was talking about uh, the whole the the whole lion tamer behind the bar yeah, part a, of that was, song. Yeah. He talks about this. You know, when that town flooded. And um, the lion went missing. <laughs> so everybody, so everybody starts scrambling for the highest ground in the town. But was sad, was very saddened when they got to the highest ground in town and found well, that's where the lion is. <laughs> if anybody has not heard Hayes, pick him up. Yeah, oh, yeah he's great. I got one of his albums, Trouble on My Mind. Or Trouble in Mind, oh, which, yeah. I, which I, which I, which uh, which is like his third. Uh, it's like his middle album right now. I think it's okay. his best. Yeah, Bad Liver and a Broken Heart. That yep. says it yep. all, right? <laughs> yeah, I played that song out a few times. <laughs> I like the one too, where he's because he's got a way. He's so witty too. The one about making license plates. Yeah, and he's talking about how why does it have to say free, live free or die? When he's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I yeah I love that. That's what I love about him. His his his, his turning of a phrase. The, 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 the kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff. For, first time I saw him, he was uh, he was telling the story about they're checking into a hotel, and right when they're at the front counter, a bunch of cops came storming in, and of, of course it made him a little jumpy. Right. <laughs> but and, and they you know they they run up the stairs, and all of a sudden he's like, all of a sudden all these prostitutes start running out of the hotel, <laughs> and he goes, and then one that was kind of lagging behind. Like, right before these two other cops that were just hanging around saw her, she's like, so she throws this purse way over in the corner and takes off. And we're like, oh, I wonder what's in that purse. <laughs> so they go over. So he's like, so we go over there, and we find, like, almost a whole sheet of acid. <laughs> so um, if anyone wants to stick around after the show, we got about seven hits left. <laughs> <laughs> It's the one I'm surprised they never made a movie about this thing with the Who and Keith Moon passed out and they got a drummer because I'm surprised they never did like something about who the guy was who was the drummer. Oh, wow. Because that's the story where you could see it on YouTube. He's playing. He's doped out of his mind. He's playing slower, slower. Passes out. So Pete Townsend goes, can anybody play drums? And there's like a line of people coming up to play drums. <laughs> you see him shaking hands with somebody putting him behind the drum set. That's funny. Wow. I would have loved to be at that show. Yeah. That's... That's incredible. 
that's that's what happens live. I always tell the story about when I saw Black Oak, Arkansas play at the festival tent, and Jim Dandy came out, crocked off his ass, and he swore he fell off the stage. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know, like that's, with Ryan Adams. That's the you thing. Know, you just never blunt. know what's going to happen in a live show. That's, that's yeah, right. That's another thing, though, like the, the expectation of your favorite group or whatever, and then if the live show sucks, and then, you know, you kind of, it, it just, it ruins it. You're kind of scarred for life. Type yeah. Thing, you know, well, you know, some bands have said that, like, I've seen bands in concert that I liked, and they looked like they didn't want to be there. They sucked. I was like, they don't care. I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. But you have to tell the story, though, Greg, because Todd's never heard of the fish hook. Oh, the fish hook story? Yeah. Well, okay. So I was playing down at Sodas Point and uh, the Papa Joe's, you know, mm-hmm. the bar. Okay. So you, you play on a flatbed. And there's a fence behind you, and next to that is a little walkway, and there's a bait and tackle place. So we're playing along, and this guy's coming through with his family, and he's got his fishing gear, and he's walking along with his wife and kids and stuff. And somehow I'm leaning back or whatever. The fence is kind of low, probably like, you know, mid back or whatever. So this guy's walking, his hook grabs my shirt <laughs> somehow. I don't know how it happened. So I'm playing, and all of a sudden I'm like being jerked around. <laughs> I feel this thing behind me, like, what the hell? I'm possessed. Everybody's like, the band's like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Because <laughs> they can't, they probably can't see the line. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that guy that you see in the distance swatting at a bee. Yeah. He just looks crazy. You don't see anything. You're just going, and I'm like, I'm yelling, I'm trying to yell over to the guy, hey, hey. You know? So he comes over, oh my God. And he actually, he bought me a Papa Joe's shirt after the. Oh, nice. Oh, that was cool. So I actually still have that. So that's my souvenir for this for the story. But, <coughs> that's but a good yeah, story. Weird, weird stuff happens, yeah. man. Well, at least it just was your shirt, not your like, earlobe. That's oh, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was imagining. Like, oh. <laughs> earring. Yeah, look, grab your earring or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, also the one. Like Ryan Adams again is because I told friends when we were going to see him, watch out, this guy can be said interesting. And the one show we went to see, he started going on after three songs. Said, you know, I haven't taken my meds in a couple of days and walked off. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, you know, I got a similar but different story. Uh, uh, me and some friends went down to the Harrow East to see Urge Overkill. Great band. Um, yeah, I love that band. Um, I almost brought. Uh, Saturation. Oh, great album! And now, if I if I were to bring an Urge Overkill album, I'd bring a Supersonic Storybook. Great record. And uh, so, so that you know, they had just they had just done their uh, last album, Exit the Dragon. I don't know if you've heard Rock and Roll Submarine that they put out just a couple of years ago. No, I it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it's better. It, it's like right where Saturation kind of left off. Um, but anyway, so it's the Harrow East, and you know, it, it wasn't even it wasn't even half sold. Really, and so wow. you know when they went on, you know everyone was kind of dissipated around the floor, and you could tell, you could tell they they can't they they came out there they came out like ready to rock. They're all the you know the two guys are moving towards the front of the stage with their arms in the air, the guitars ringing out, and they start playing. You just see them looking around like, like oh, oh fuck, <laughs> and then that's when uh, me, my buddy Jared, my girlfriend at the time was just like up front, and we just we just started grabbing people. I'm like, up front, everybody up front, up front. <laughs> and everybody just jam-packed their way right up front. They got rid of that invisible bubble. And right. and me and my buddies, we just started yelling at them. We're like, go, go, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. And more people were, and about halfway through that first song, it's it's almost, it's, it, it's like that, 
they got that energy back. Were they yeah. touring as a three or as a four piece? They were touring as a three piece, I believe. Okay. Then I found like it. Fe- I went to this one festival. It was like in a dirt farm in Pennsylvania. And I forget the name. I Moondog Dave would know the name. That's so most go, of Pennsylvania. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going down. They're walking around. The quote I heard that I'll never forget. There are two guys walking and going by, and one guy says, "I, I think the yes is worn off enough. You can have your axe back." That's. <laughs> <laughs> That may have been a mayor of, of some Pennsylvania town. Yeah. I think, Zach, you always want to see Guar, didn't you? <laughs> I I kind of wanted to see Guar just for the showmanship and the pageantry. Oh, it's a fantastic yeah. show. Fantastic Plus, their songs show. entertain me. And Great that's, show. And that's what it is. Like, you know, it's all about the show. And to kind of go back to Kiss, feel how you want about them, but you can't deny what they've done for music and the art of the concert. Right. You know? It's like Alice oh, Cooper. Oh, I'm nodding my head, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Alice Cooper. I've heard he puts on some of the greatest shows. Well, I, I saw him. Yeah, you saw him. Unfortunately, I was unable to, but... I saw that, the original what... Killer, man. That was a great show. Oh, I know. The, hang, th- the hanging thing just blew my mind while I was younger, but it was like, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this is weird. This is cool. I <laughs> think, though, the non-local person I've seen the most, non-local, because, you know, I follow how many local bands I've seen thousands of times, of all things to be Jason Isbell. I've seen him literally oh, Buffalo, Syracuse. See me yeah, here. Went good. down to the film or the the Beacon Theater in New York to see him. Doing that uh, when that uh, Jason Isbell and the the Nashville the Nashville Sound record yep. came out, and I, I got it right when it came out. And uh, I, I was I was in a pre, I, I was in a pretty low point when that album came out, and that album that album hit me so hard. I, I, I couldn't listen to it without crying. Oh, he's got, and I got one of the good stories. My friend met him. He played, I think it was at Water Street with the truckers, and he was in back, or it was afterwards, it was when he played Water Street, and he saw his bill, and he told me he met him before, and he goes, oh, did you met me when I was drinking? Was I an asshole to you? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he got away from those dudes, because they were still partying, and when I saw them, yeah. they did a good version of 18. I well, you know, I think, I, I've always thought Jason Isbell was the best part of the drive-by truck. Oh, he was. They, they, they were hit. He'll do Decoration Day in concert yeah. still. But, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's on that, um, the Jason Isbell and the 500 unit live EP that Ryman. came out. He's got one at the Ryman now, too, live at the Ryman. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with him. I'm on his site. I just go get whatever comes out. And he's one of the few guys I'll go to, like, the big arenas to go see. I'll go to C-Mac to see him because I still like him enough. Wow. Because I, I can't do C-Mac. I do not. I hate it. I can't stand it. I have to have somebody else drive, and then I just regret going because I hate crowds. I hate the parking. I just, I'm not a big show person. I have not. Last time I went there, it was uh, Ray LaMontagne and the Secret Sisters. And you know we were we were already griping about how much we paid for the tickets on the drive there, and then we get there, and it's like once you drive like f- like five miles down this you know one one lane road <laughs> to get to the parking, Ooh. then then they go oh it's twenty dollars to park, right? And you know me like for Dwight Yoka when I saw you I'll be griping about the parking, go dude I'm not paying ten dollars. Okay, Dwight Yoka, three pairs. Has anyone heard Dwight Yoakam three pairs? No. no. To me, it is his swan song. Talk about a rockin' album from start to finish, and there is not a country song on it. Wow. It's his rock and roll album. I mean, he, do, he does a song that I think might have originally been recorded by Conway Twitty, um, Dim Lights, Thick Smoke. But it's like this, and it's just like this rockabilly out rock and roll version of it. 
you know, not kind of laid like back him. and slowed. But um, I, I still, on a very regular basis, like, listen listen to that album front to back. That's it's, the thing. That's, that's one of think, my picks. I think a lot of the ways we go back in terms of we're very loose on what we do on picks. But I think really we're getting the gist of it. It's the albums you keep going back and back. Yeah. And over time, you don't. It's like you see some show when you're a kid. And then you see it now and go, man, that sucked. <laughs> but, like, for the albums that you just go back and go, damn, you know, I just listened to this over. I've worn albums out like that. Sure. Well, you gotta get your tone arm adjusted. Yeah. Well, like for me again, like you and me, we I think we Put both have the same favorite the Neil. Arm cobra. We have the same favorite Neil Young album, two American Take Stars and Bars, too. Oh, that's oh the yeah. And people, I tell people that because a lot of people say like Russ never sleeps or. Oh, American, American Stars, Stars and bars, bars, all the way. Um, I had I had that cassette when uh when I lived in Albuquerque uh because remember I used to hate all country, I I I, I was not I was. I was like metal and hardcore and punk all the way, all the time, um, with a little deviation here and there. But it was it was my roommate Rick down in Albuquerque that, you know, I, I always say my, my gateway to country was Neil Young. He had two cassettes that he told me I needed to listen to, and one was American Stars and Bars, and the other one was Harvest. And I'm sorry, man, Words Between the Lines of Age is one of the coolest songs I've ever heard from that era. It's just just that that guitar riff and it's this and it's a weird time too. Like every every like time there, there's like a sec there's an extra beat in there that he throws in. And there we have right. it again. <laughs> he does it again. I well, gotta I'm sorry, everybody. I gotta uh, well, the bat signal is called. Yeah, and so on that one, fight crying. So I was gonna say, you guys, we gotta do this again. Yeah. I never see Batman and Greg in the same room. Uh, this yeah. is a fair point. But we're gonna have this as an ongoing I'm series. Sorry. Obviously, we could talk all day about this. Yeah, thing. we'll come back. Oh yeah, yeah, come sure. back, doing everything. Well, who has stuff they want to plug? Start with you, I suppose. Anything you want to plug? Dave, what do you got plugs? plugs? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. The false positives. Uh, Google false positives Rochester, and uh, you know, check out our Bandcamp and our uh, Facebook page, and uh, we'll have some new recordings soon. And you, you playing anything? I know you did something with Don. Don plays with you. Yeah, so Don Don Anonymous uh, plays with me. And uh, hi, we, Don. Hey, Don. Uh, hey. <laughs> our next uh, our next show is going to be at Lux, uh, January twenty fourth. Right. Something to look forward to in the new year during the snow and all the crap. Right. <sighs> Hey, Greg, when you're not fighting crime. Is uh, <laughs> getting interrupted and ruining radio shows. <laughs> uh, Most well, radio shows are ruined by their hosts. I got We got the Tom Waits thing coming up in December. and uh, Tom Waits for no one. Tom Waits for no one. Damn right he doesn't. And uh, let's see, what do I have going on? I have to actually consult the old calendar here. Um, I might be, I'm doing a jazz gig on the November 10th at the Brighton uh, Market up there by cool. the high school. At the, hopefully if it's not like crappy weather out well. and then I've got a show with the Anonymous Willpower on November what is it here 16th at the Flower City cool downtown that one at Johnny's was fun yeah, it was a good. It was a good show. So Thank shows you. pop Thank up. Thank you for coming. Like, well, it always turns out. I get. I find out like the day of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's how it's rolling out. Yeah, I, well, I, I guess I could promote my uh, the, the rockabilly band I'm playing in uh, Rock House Riot. Um, 
I tell you when we have shows coming up, but I I never remember. <laughs> I know. Um, I asked you right at your show if you're playing and you don't know. Consult like, the internet. But I have to say, Rock House, which I call Rockabilly Riot by mistake all the time, they kick ass. They are loads of Thanks, fun man. to go see. I really love them. And because they are a Rockabilly band, they must play by law, shaking all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of my least favorite songs to play, actually. Uh, but... And and then I you know I've heard that from other people and then too, you know and then and you know keep uh, keep a lookout if you if you like the slower uh, doomier stuff uh, um, I, I've I've had a, a new metal project that's been boiling for about for about a year now on Simmer and uh, it's called Hellbore. H e l l e b o r e. You need a logo that's really cool. We already have it. We already got the T-shirt design. Nice. Uh, we're we're starting to record some demo tracks and. And uh, this, I, I, I think it's announced for the first time on your well, show. Well, oh, I have to say, um, somebody who has written horrifying songs about his cat called like "18 Pounds of Hell." Oh, and that, yeah, well, and then there's uh, another. Uh, it was "18 Pounds of Hate." Hate, yeah, hate. and cutting um, the grass, mowing too. the lawn, and, and then yeah, uh, like right. Be- I, I had written another one uh, right before Clyde broke up um, called "Fuck You, I'm a Cat." <laughs> which I think, which is what every cat thinks yeah, every day. It's a uh, warning. <laughs> Your my muse is uh, my muse is just a ruse to use and abuse any power I can consume. Fuck you, I'm a cat. <laughs> I think that sums up their existence. I think it does, it and they're does. cute too. But you know. yeah, we'll have to get some of your stuff to play on here sometime right. too. Yeah, and because you mentioned cats, I don't want to play something. We've talked about a lot of albums, but I, for coming from me, obviously. There's so much local stuff you can love and enjoy around. Oh, my God. Plus, they won't sue our asses if I know them if I play something out here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm actually going to play something from Michaela, Michaela Davis. She's been trying to get her new album out. She was Princess Bubblegum for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to play from Delivery. I'm going to play Get Gone and check the video, check her shows out and everything else. And she's doing her Grateful Dead thing, which... Yeah, I heard about that. Is They're doing really well. She's touring and doing everything else so and we'll, we're gonna have a harpist on here and then we'll have her on here sometime and yeah. you guys and everything else yeah. and you'll be back but, for episode two of whatever the hell i decide to call this show. yeah so <laughs> thanks a lot guys and Thank hope you. it was fun oh thanks. yeah man yeah <laughs>